some breaking news. An Al Jazeera correspondent has been shot by Israeli forces. We understand that she's been killed. That's what it sounded like two weeks ago on Al Jazeera when news broke of the death of one of their journalists, a Palestinian-American reporter, Shirin Abu Akleh, during an Israeli army raid on Jenin in the West Bank. In the aftermath of whether Israeli bullets killed her or Palestinian ones did, and we still don't know, Israel's Minister of Diaspora Affairs, Nachman Shai, is in Canada. It's part of a 10-day swing through Canada, the U.S., and Mexico, and he's meeting with Jewish community leaders and also with government officials. And while he's here to listen, of course, about domestic concerns, he's sure to face some tough questions head-on about Israeli government policies, including about the troubling killing. His message, despite widespread condemnation on social media and from anti-Israel groups around the world, Israel does not target journalists and they won't stop hunting down the terrorists responsible for murdering nearly 20 Israelis in the latest deadly terror wave. If we unfortunately are responsible for this, we will apologize, we'll explain the situation, but we defend ourselves. This is the right for self-defense. There's no doubt about it. Israel hasn't initiated. The guys who were deliberately killing Israelis in the streets of Tel Aviv or Bnei Brak or Be'er Sheva or anywhere in the country are, 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 are not, are, are not, it's not the IDF soldiers. Those are Palestinians or Israeli Arabs, Israeli Arabs too, by the way, that uh, put up, pick up a gun or pick up a, a knife and went to kill. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Wednesday, May the 25th, 2022. Welcome to the CJN Daily, coming to you from Ottawa, sponsored by Metropia. I'm in Ottawa today to cover a national conference called the Canadian Summit of Israeli Jewish Affairs. The Israeli embassy in Canada set it up. The motto is strengthening the bonds of Israel and the Canadian diaspora. Hence big names like Nachman Shai, the diaspora minister, Israeli journalists like Lahav Harkov of the Jerusalem Post, and leaders of the major Canadian Jewish federations, plus Sija and Erwin Kotler and more. Sadly, the conference is mostly off the record for journalists like me who need quotable quotes. Embassy officials say they want it that way so people can talk more freely. But we did get an exclusive on-the-record interview with Nachman Shai. It was his first ever trip to Ottawa and his first to Canada in his new role in Naftali Bennett's government. Shai admits he was taken aback when they got here yesterday because the streets were empty. He wasn't aware Ottawa is cleaning up after the massive thunderstorm Saturday that knocked out power and caused widespread damage. Coming up, our conversation about Israel and how it's handling the fallout from the journalists' killing... Why Shai is frustrated that his government is stalling on opening the Western Wall for egalitarian prayers and on whether there will be new elections soon. But first, this important message. From award-winning journalist Marsha Lederman comes Kiss the Red Stairs, a compelling memoir of Holocaust survival, intergenerational trauma, divorce and discovery that will guide readers through several lifetimes of monumental change. Marsha was five when a simple question led to a horrifying answer. She asked her mother why she didn't have any grandparents. Her mother told her the truth, the Holocaust. Decades later, her parents dead and herself a mother to a young son, Marsha begins to wonder how much history has shaped her own life. Reeling in the wake of a divorce, she craves her parents' help. But in their absence, she is gripped by a need to understand the trauma they suffered and she begins her own journey into the past to tell her family stories of loss and resilience. Kiss the Red Stairs, 
Available now wherever books are sold. And joining me now is the Minister for Diaspora Affairs, Nachman Shai. First of all, you came into office, it'll be a year almost, June 12th, right? And uh, you promised to um, make room in Israel for all forms of observance, whether it's reform, conservative, orthodox, all Jews are welcome. So what is the diaspora telling you? It's not all about the Kotel. I'm I'm upset myself that uh, not too much has been done on the Kotel. We'll talk about that in a second, but specifically... Whatever depends on me was done or on its way. <clears throat> okay, uh, it's, uh, I, I'm not in charge of the Kotel, uh, unfortunately, because I would have done it. Uh, we uh, signed an agreement with the reform and conservative movements in the United States uh, uh, to uh, help a certain uh, project in, in, uh, for teenagers in, in high schools in the United States, but with both reform and conservative, unprecedented, never done. I mean, our money with their money together will present project for uh, students before college because they say they all say that when they come to college it's too late the same applies to bringing to israel thousands of, of young americans in, in in general uh young american kids uh, with this the marcus foundation uh it's called route one and uh, they'll stay in the country for a few weeks. It's not birthright. It's a, it's a birthright for, for young people, younger people. Uh, we established a new branch in our office for renewed, uh, renewed Judaism, never been before. What does that mean, renewed Judaism? It's for the new forms of, of, of Judaism. For the reform and conservative movements, they present a different approach towards Judaism. Uh, now we believe that through our financial support, they will grow and prosper, and they'll be, I don't know how powerful it will be, because Israel traditionally is very, is orthodox, not ultra-orthodox, but orthodox. But then, those who choose to become, to be a reform, conservative, or Jews in their own way, will be assisted by the state. This is all new, and it's all being done under my uh, ministry. So that's uh, financial support tacit support, but it is an official support. support right? No, no, it's very official. It is, official. it is official. It's done officially by the government. It has never been done. Only the other, the other ministry, the neighboring ministry, is the Ministry on uh, Religious Affairs. They have been doing a lot, millions, hundreds of millions were uh, transferred to the Orthodox communities in Israel, school system, other projects. Now, for the first time, we are leading another project or many projects to the reform and conservative movements in the country. So how did that effort get a setback when uh, the World Zionist Organization sent a buses of thousands of girls to the Kotel uh, May 2nd to protest? How did that... Disaster. Yeah. Disaster. Especially because one of the leaders of the Women of the Wall is Canadian. Disaster. I was, I was not there. And I was, of course, I was not involved. Uh, the leadership of the reform conservative movements and actually the federation system I understand in this country convened and they had a long conversation with the, um, the, C- the, the president of the World Zionist Organization and they put up the statement apologizing and so on. It was a disaster and it shouldn't be there. Uh, I don't know why it was done. I, I tell you what's my policy. I, I, don't, I, I, I support the women of the Kotel, but I haven't gone there 
uh, because uh, I'm afraid, I was told, and I'm afraid that that will just flare up the situation. There'll be more um, um, clashes between them and other, other, other women. But they know very well, they came to my office, we talked about that many times, uh, that they have a full right, uh, first of all, to, to pray to Daven in, in this part. And of course, I'm not speaking about the other southern area. Let's jump right in there. What is happening? Because that was, that's, uh, for, for the non-Orthodox Canadians, and I have to say, I, my, my nephew had his bar mitzvah at Robinson's Art, so I know it. Your government is stalled, and it is a huge flashpoint for uh, Canadian uh, diaspora Jews who cannot understand why you're... And I know you were for it. Bennett uh, promised he will, even to me personally. Uh, there's no much to do between the two of us because he was so uh, proud of what he has done as, a, as in my position. He is... I said, Matchil b'mitzvah omrim logmor. You have started the job, f- finish the job. I mean, that's, that's, your, that's your, you have done it already. It's a, maybe half a day or full day. He's, he did everything in three and a half days. He went on the, on the, on the Knesset uh, podium and he said, you know, I'm, I'm the one, I'm the one who, who led this. And I said, so, okay, Naftali, so what, 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 why wouldn't accomplish the mission? And, and that's it. Uh, but uh, there's, there are pressures from a lot of directions. And there were threats on uh, one million people demonstration. Bibi is looking for everything to mobilize the Orthodox and the ultra-Orthodox community uh, to him, to the political parties. And Bennett, of course, has his own political considerations. We don't want to burn the the bridges between us and the the ultra-Orthodox, although they were in the government when the decision was originally made in 2016. They were in the government. And initially they endorsed it, and then after a few months they changed their mind, and since then it's very hard to convince them. And now it will be ending up in the courts, I guess. It is in the the court all the time. I I wish the court will interfere. What can I tell you? I wish. I'm upset, honestly. I'm upset about it. Uh, I was very much hoping to see that I, I, uh, resolved during my term. I said to myself, well, if you uh, one day decide to uh, retire or whatever happens, or if the government falls, at least I could say in my term, uh, finally that issue was um, taken out of the table. I don't see it now happening between us. Most of the Israelis... If those, even though those who support in the Kotel, uh, uh, the, the other pavilion there, they will say that if the cost is uh, the existence of this uh, or the survival of this uh, government, they will give up. Those who are center-left, left, center-left, they will, they, that part of the Israeli people will prioritize things differently. Said, okay, with all the respect, we know Nachman is important for you, Yair Lapid, Merav Michaeli, Nitzan Horowitz, all those heads of the, the parties, central left. Still, uh, if we lose the government for that, that will not, it's not, it's not justified. It's unjustified. No, not for that. Not for that. If you find a reason to um, dissolve the coalition, Hopefully not, but, but there should be a real, a real strong reason, not that one. Uh, speaking about the stability, and the last few weeks you've had some people leave, then they come back. So we're all wondering, when's the next election? Or how is the government 
what do you know about the government planning to try to ride this out and how long can it hold? I hope there'll be no new elections soon. We don't need them. There's no reason whatsoever. It will be unfortunate if under uh, certain circumstances I can imagine which one, which means we need another Knesset member to defect from the coalition to the opposition, that that will bring the government down. Uh, not forming a new coalition within the present Knesset, the 23rd Knesset, but to bring the government down and call for new elections, which will take a few months, and then a few months to form a coalition. And then maybe it will be exactly the same coalition, because I don't see yet how Netanyahu is going to win the elections, or the Likud and Netanyahu, the Orthodox parties. It's much better for Israel that we succeeded or that to form a coalition like that, and that we will succeed to continue it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real government of change. Eight parties all together. A, an impossible coalition that functions well. The, the country is, is, is in action. Uh, the, the country continues to perform or return to performance something that hasn't been done for two weeks. For two, sorry, for two years we were stuck in four election campaigns, which produced nothing, none of them. And I don't see any chance for... A change, and, and the outcome of the elections will be probably, I'm not a prophet, but probably very similar to the present political map. So why would we um, break down the, the entire political structure and, and call for new elections if the outcome, and then it will cost billions of shekels again, and everything will stop. And we have to talk also about security risks for doing that as well, instability is... Um, is an invitation. Right? For, yeah, of course. I endorse wholeheartedly Israeli democracy. So I said, this is democracy, and Israel was able to maintain uh, a democracy under siege for scores of years, which is a miracle, because in many countries, when the democracy gets into uh, emergency, uh, they eliminate some of the democratic institutes, or the, some of the democratic values, or they call for emergency, and then uh, the... Uh, human rights are being hurt, and we know how it works in all parts of the world. We, the country that has been involved in wars and, and emergencies and terror attacks since 1948, since its very establishment, up until now, has been also an active and an acting democracy. Proudly. Minister, the thing about what you just said is very interesting. You said, you know, We've been in an emergency, but we're a democracy. For many people, especially in the diaspora, who are progressive Jews, that's not enough anymore to have a free pass. I'm not speaking personally, I'm just saying. Why? You know. What do they expect? There's trouble in order to support Israel fully because of the occupation, quote-unquote. I know that. So what are you saying when you come to Canada? What is your message? I represent a party. And I believe I represent a, a significant portion of the Israeli people that would like to see uh, two nation states for two people. Palestinian state side by side, peacefully with Israel. I see no other solution for all the good reasons in the world, including demography, but not only demography. I care mostly for ourselves, for the morale of the Jewish people, of the Israeli people, the continuation of the present situation impacts the life of, of generation. It's been impacting the life of generations of, of young Israelis. This is the major reason 
where Israel is now shifting to the right because Israelis got used to a situation that we are running the life of another people. We do it humanely, humanitarianly. We do it carefully. But still, we are the governing power. There's no doubt about it. And we would like to end the present situation and to replace it with political uh, diplomatic agreement between us, just and, and, and lasting between us and the Palestinians. This is the policy of, of Labour. This is the policy of Lapid. This is the policy of Meretz. This is, of course, the Arab uh, and, and even Gans. On the other side, I would say, they prefer... Uh, annexation of part, part, partial integration, uh, annexation of full uh, annexation of, the, of territories. And I, by, by being uh, members, active members of the coalition, at least we are able to block any annexation that, that, that will end up with one nation, one, one state for two people. That's the end of the Zionist dream. But what about settlements? It's a big problem, and there's still settlements being there allowed. There are no new settlements. There were 3,000 in recently. Yeah, but that's, that's natural growth, and that's the, that has been done based on some understandings, even between us and the, and, and the, and the Americans. They understand that settlements grow, natural growth, maybe it's a little bit higher, but that's the way it is. We disagree, and we will not let the government establish any new settlements. Because, because we believe that the best, at least, to freeze the present situation, at least. So when you hear, what are you going to tell Canadians when they ask, Jewish communities, when they ask you these things too, uh, you know? I tell them that uh, it's a democratically elected Knesset and government, and this is the outcome of the election. The parties siding uh, with uh, two nation state for two people have no majority in the Knesset. Had we had ma- majority in the Knesset, I would say, let's go forward. There's still some consideration about who is going to be the partner, because they have an issue with the Palestinian Authority under um, Abu, Abu, Abbas, Abu Mazen, I would say he's not the most active guy on earth, and the, uh, he's at the end of his uh, political career for quite a number of years, so he's not the one who has the courage to get into direct negotiation with Israel. And then we have the split in the Palestinian camp between Palestinians in the West Bank and those in Gaza. It's quite complex. But I'd like, first of all, I care very much and, and, and for, the, for the state of Israel, firstly. And I would like to make sure that we will stop the, um, holding the territories as we do now and find another political agreement, arrangement, something that uh, will take at least most of the Palestinians out of our government. Again, all under security consideration. That should be clear. Always security will dictate and will dictate the outcome of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. It's a matter of security, and we are not going to make any concessions on security. Just bear in mind that the last few weeks were terrible. Let's talk about that. I was going to ask you yeah, before. There a series of, of terror attacks on, 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 on Israel during a very sensitive period of the Ramadan, the, the prayer Ramadan, and the after Ramadan. Ramadan is the holy months of the Muslims that tend to be also a terror months in terms of Israel. There were 20 Israelis killed during this period. We, we managed not to uh, escalate the situation into a full war, 
but still we lost a number of Israelis. We launched quite a number of, uh, of raids into the West Bank, especially to, to the Jenin refugee uh, camp. We arrested uh, hundreds of people. Uh, we uh, thwarted um, scores of, 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 right. of, of but nobody cares about that anymore, as you know, because all they care about is the, you know, the death of the journalists. So you talked about that publicly. You said things that got you into trouble. I cannot convince the Israelis. I visited all the families, the bereaved families, and I was talking to them. And uh, you can imagine that the reception was not too nice, but I don't blame them. At the end of the day, uh, I, they, are, they represent the general public of Israel. And the general public of Israel at this stage is not running into any, any agreement, any concession with the Palestinians, nothing. Uh, the, government, the, 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 the government is much more, I would say, is more, more moderate than, than most of the people at this stage. They would like to see revenge. They would like to see the Palestinians dead. I mean, those who are involved in terror. Uh, and, and so on and so forth. So, so we, are very, we act very responsibly, uh, reasonably and responsibly, but we have to also to read the public mind and uh, where, the, where the public is going and to figure out what are we going to do about it. I don't want that the public will take the law into their hands. You know, there were cases in the past that Israelis yes. took their own initiatives and then ended up with terrible uh, uh, cases of, of murder. We were talking about Janine and... How are you coming to North America trying to mitigate the, the PR problem? First of all, everybody, everybody honestly, in North America I'm not in charge of Israel's PR. So I, not that I'm not involved in, in Asbara or in public diplomacy, but it's not my direct responsibility. Anyhow, when I talk to Canadians or Americans or to, uh, Mexicans soon, I will explain where we are. Uh, what's the political and the military circumstances now? Right, but I'm talking about how to cope with the latest... I'm sorry to interrupt, to make sure that you ask, answer this question, because right now, about the the death of the Al Jazeera journalist, you know, how is Israel navigating the public relations fallout from this... I said from, day, from, from moment one, not from day one, that, uh, that we, based on my, my experience... And cases like Muhammad Adura and others, they were all part of uh, my, uh, my, my PhD dissertation, that we should take the initiative, should hold immediately uh, an internal investigation, invite the Americans to be partners in the in investigation, put pressure on the uh, uh, Palestinian Authority to provide us with the bullet, which is a crucial uh, evidence for what happened there. Uh, they continue to release uh, videos and so on. I've just seen one right now in, on CNN. Uh, but, but I can tell you honestly and openly, we don't kill uh, civilians uh, and purposely. Sometimes they are being killed during our operations. Most of the Palestinians that were killed in the last uh, few weeks since this uh, terror wave started, are active, in ter mem active members of terror organizations. We can provide you with evidence, with pictures, with videos, with uh, uh, social uh, media uh, posts, all carried by them. And, and, I've, and I know it, I know it, and I can uh, attest to it. We do not uh, fire at civilians, and we don't 
kill journalists purposely. Just, but, but it happened, and it was a big tragedy, and we apologized. And I keep apologizing everywhere I go because my professional, uh, my professional really was, was a journalist, and I myself have been, have been to situations like that, so I know what the, what, what the risks are and how dangerous it is. Uh, but I, 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 an investigation, even by the IDF, uh, in my view, will prove uh, that will lead to the to the outcome as long as we can. But we need the bullet. Only with the bullet, we can uh, find which which gun was used to fire the bullet. We can check all the guns that were in the vicinity, but only by our soldiers, not by the Palestinians. But at least we can exclude. The situation, the 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 the, out, the the conclusion that we bla- we have to be blamed for that or responsible for that if we had the bullet. They don't give us the bullet. Why? So give the bullet to the Americans, not to us. We won't replace the bullet with another bullet. Give it to Americans. I invited, and also not me only, the prime ministers through our ambassador to Washington. They turned to the to the, the Department of State and they said, "Okay, give us, help us to investigate the case." Talk to the Palestinians, convince them to give us the bullet, and, and also partner with us to figure out what happened there, because I'd like to know the truth. I'm going to end on a, on a fun note, nothing to do with politics. The big thing for North Americans, uh, Jewish communities, is what's the latest Israeli Netflix show that we should watch? Everybody's all excited now about the beauty queen of Jerusalem, so I want to know if you've seen it. I read the book and I watched the the first chapter and the first episode, and I'm looking for the second one. Somehow couldn't find it today. I don't know what happened to the uh, beauty queen of Jerusalem. She'll still be around. Uh, Israel is very creative. Israelis are very creative. And now it's all over the world. They they keep uh, their their offices in, in, in Hollywood, and they sell their uh, ideas uh, to, uh, to the major net American networks. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure to speak with you. And are you learning about uh, Canadian hockey right now? There's a big... What's going on with the Canadian hockey? I was watching the big Canadian hockey, uh, high school hockey star, Novitsky. Uh, Zach Hyman? No, no, no. On the Canadian hockey, uh, ice hockey star... What was his name? Okay. Well, there's Gretzky. 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 I know he's retired, but I I still remember him playing. I don't have any understanding on ice hockey, except that they hit each other and beat each other all the time. (laughs) And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Yusuf Nakuda, who wrote in to say he liked the interview we did with the survivor of sexual assault, Lori Wolf, last week. And we'll end the show with a sneak peek at an upcoming interview. As the battle for Alberta heats up in the NHL playoffs and the Jewish federations of Edmonton and Calgary have joined the bandwagon. We hope people will follow suit. That is a little side bet on uh, on the Flames-Oilers series. And... Uh, Will the, the winning team will receive a donation from the losing team CEO uh, to their campaign, as well as we'll wear a jersey to our staff meeting of the winning team. And we'll also uh, post a, a short, hopefully funny, uh, concession speech. This episode has been brought to you by Looking Back, Moving Forward, 160 Years of Jewish Life in B.C., 
Published by the Jewish Museum and Archives of British Columbia for their 50th anniversary, this elegant volume is a once-in-a-generation collection of Jewish life and history throughout the province. Order your copy today at jewishmuseum.ca.